everyone. I'm Janice Harris of Indigenous Oracle, the oracle within Janice. I know that there's an oracle within all of us. Some call it our inner healing intelligence. Some call it spirit. Some call it creator, higher power. There's unlimited ways to acknowledge this power within us. And I am on this road to discovering what that really means. Just in the last few years, I've really been experiencing spirituality on a whole different level in a whole different way that I didn't even imagine possible. And I find it really exciting. And I want to talk about it and I want to ask questions of other people on this spiritual journey. And that is basically the motivation behind this podcast. But I also think it's important to go back and lay more of a foundation to how I ended up here and why I just have this need to explore these things in a deeper, more intentional way. So let's go back about 27 years. That's my magic number. It comes up a lot. And to when I first decided that I needed to make some serious changes in my life if I wanted to achieve the goals that I had for my career path specifically. And so I entered a treatment program called Victoria Life Enrichment Society. And I started looking at my behaviors and also exploring where some of those behaviors started and maybe what those behaviors were doing to express or process, you know, stuff that happened earlier in my life. And through that, I found some empowerment, some understanding of myself and some faith that I could achieve what I wanted in life. And so entered my AA phase or my NA phase or my 12-step phase of life. Uh, from that treatment program, I thought that this was the answer to everything. And I wanted everybody to have this answer to everything. And then I started working in a First Nations healing center that had trauma programs and addiction programs. And I started working on my childhood trauma through therapy, through a five-week trauma program. Or actually, I went to the four-week elder and colleagues trauma program. And there launched my beginning of my training and treatment in trauma significantly through Jane Middleton Moss and the programs in our treatment center. And there I decided that childhood trauma and intergenerational trauma was the reason for everything. That everyone should go to therapy <laughs> and treatment and look at their childhood trauma. And then from there, I was introduced through actually the treatment center, some personal development programs, where in my estimation, we didn't really look back much at trauma, more about what's happening in my life today and what's getting in the way of this vision and goals for my future. Lots of taking in information and new perspectives and some internal work, definitely some breaking through walls. and. I started that during my first marriage, where I really got to work looking at 
what it meant to have a healthy marriage and raise a family. And I didn't, wasn't very good at it at all, but it was my learning phase, my growing up time. I had found enough safety and ground and support to really start digging into what it took to have a more functional life. And after my marriage, I went into a physical health phase. So if you look at the AA as kind of emotional health, the trauma, and uh, definitely after our divorce, I went into this physical health phase where I was into a lot of exercise and nutrition. I actually got out of balance and went in an unhealthy direction with that and absolutely yeah was pretty much experiencing the teenagehood that I that I never had a chance to experience and from there I went on to more of an educational journey where I went and got my master's degree and I mean I had education woven through all of this I had you know mental um you know and ed- education emotional health was part of all of this, but it wasn't until I started working at the treatment center that I really started working and traveling with the elders and starting to look at spiritual health. And through that, I was introduced to the medicine wheel. And now we would hear about the medicine wheel as prairie teachings. And I've also heard of the medicine wheel as coming from, well, I've heard it um, acknowledged through lots of different indigenous teachings and trainings, but not necessarily of the Coast Salish people where I've resided most of my life. However, it became the lens that I looked at health because I had so many medicine wheel presentations, teachings, and um, different trainings referring to this medicine wheel. And basically, bare bones of it for me was that uh, self is made up of four aspects, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. The medicine wheel also represents the four directions. I've heard it, a presentation on the four races. There's endless, endless interpretations of the medicine wheel. And I didn't actually feel that kind of like permission to really talk about the medicine wheel until the First Nations Health Authority locally brought it on board. And there, there is multi-layered interpretations of the medicine wheel, but it all comes back to me to these four aspects of self. And I really did spend a lot of my early adulthood looking at the emotional and mental, and then finally, the physical and the spiritual. And the idea is that when we tend to all four aspects of these of ourselves, we can come into some sort of balance or harmony, which is to me the human journey, really. The human journey of wellness is the tending to these aspects of self. And so I had the benefit of so much training when I worked at the treatment center. We were trained on trauma from a psychological perspective, from a physiological perspective, from a what many would call a mental health perspective. We learned about the brain. 
we learned about ways to ground people. We learned about what happens in the body and the brain through trauma. We learned about energy and healing energy. And then traveling with the elders and cultural support for over a decade, I learned how these rituals and ceremonies could help remove these emotional blockages and could help support people to become unstuck and move on in their journey of wellness. And I got to witness this, and it was beautiful and powerful. And these elders and cultural support shared their journeys, their teachings, their experiences, their ceremonies with me so generously. And I hold those deeply and with great respect and reverence in me and share those back in my job as a crisis counselor. Uh, in, in the Indigenous community whenever I can. So that leads me to where I am today. Recently, I attended the Psychedelic Assisted Therapy Program, which was pivotal in my adult life. Not the program itself, but everything it kind of represented for me. Three years ago, I had a spiritual, my first ever spirit medicine ceremony. And the intention going to that ceremony was try to have a bigger, more spiritual perspective on what was happening during lockdown. And I could see that people who had religion and had these deep belief systems were coping better than those of us who were just flailing to make sense of what was happening. And I had 15 years before the lockdown, I had learned about some pretty mm, marginalized theories, some pretty non-mainstream ideas about what was happening in the world. And I, I knew that to be true. And it was hard to cope with it, as during lockdown, I saw a lot of the things that were prophesized kind of coming to, to be. And so I really needed to get a more empowering perspective on what was happening because I was feeling quite out of control and would probably look at the lockdown period as probably not different from a lot of people as the dark night of the soul, some might think of it as. And through that, I took a risk and I did something really scary that went away against a lot of my beliefs. And I went on this spirit medicine journey. And it blew my mind open. It blew my world open. It blew my heart open in ways that I had never experienced. It was so much to take in, so much to learn. I almost feel like the only way to explain it, I'm not even a big Harry Potter person, but like there's muggles and then there's the I don't even know what the spiritual people are called. That's how much I'm not part of it, the magicians. And all of a sudden, I was thrust into this experience of magic and mystical and spirit that I'd never experienced before through all of my healing journey. And it just nothing, had never experienced anything like it. And it was fascinating and exciting and 
I had lots of support, lots of people I could run to for advice and to integrate and to debrief. But I was still left with way more questions and answers. So I went into the psychedelic assisted therapy program at VIU with exactly what I needed. It was this community of people that most had experienced some of the stuff I had experienced and were asking some of the same questions I was asking about, like, whose medicine is this? And what is the role in clearing addictions and um, healing trauma? And who has the right to this? And why are there so so many barriers for people who need it the most? And by being in a a mainstream program, I was able to ask these questions out loud to everybody that I wanted to because there was way less stigma because it was a university program. It just opened up this whole new world of possibilities for me to help me explore the spiritual part of myself that I had never really felt. And it, I, I became this vessel for all these teachings and all these spiritual ceremonies to land him to make sense on a, like, the only way I can explain it, on like a deep cellular level. I went from thinking I understood some of these ceremonies to really knowing, knowing them on a deeper, deeper level. And so through the, my life, I've always been a raging expert extrovert. I've always been super social. I've always loved self-exploration from, you know, in the personal development program, learning that I'm an orange and a gold, which just means I'm like very extroverted and creative, but also I have enough control to get things done for myself. And also learning I'm ENFP, totally in preference. So like not a lot of balance, like super intuitive and yeah, just very, um, yeah, I think I have a very creative, dynamic, spontaneous personality. And I love finding new ways to express myself. Ever since I heard, I think I said this in my first one, that there was such thing as a talk show host. I wanted to be a talk show host. And for a while I wrestled with like, why are you doing a podcast and all these like critical judgments of myself for that. And then I was like, you know what? I don't need a reason to do a podcast. It's a way to challenge myself and connect with people and maybe answer some questions for myself about this Because if there's one thing that I've come out of all of this with, it's way more questions than I have answers. And just this insatiable curiosity for the spiritual aspect of self. And I never expected in my 50s I would be coming into the most exciting period of my life. And I absolutely am, without a doubt, that's where I am. And I've even in these last couple of years had my, well, through the program and through being around so many therapists, had my my therapeutic skills leveled up. And 
Jane Middle and Ma says that we're on this journey to becoming elders. And I really think this spiritual aspect is crucial in becoming an elder for younger generations and being able to share back what we're learning. And in, if I can do anything to support people to find some holistic, more natural ways of thinking about self and coming back into balance and these modules and tools and ideas that I just find are most empowering and most accessible to people. I would love to share about those all in this podcast from, again, nutritional hacks to, you know, spiritual belief systems. And I've been laughing these last couple of years, I would say to my friends, I'd say I always had spiritual friends. There's about three or four of them that I always described as those are my spiritual friends. And when they would talk about their careers, I would say, oh, no, you have to do something in the spiritual realm because it's definitely your gift. And, you know, people would give me crystals and I'd think, oh, that's really sweet and nice. And people would talk about their spiritual experiences and I would think, wow, is that real? And do they really believe that? Well, I think I know they believe that, but is it real? And that was one of the big questions that I had early on in this spiritual opening is what is reality? And I had a good friend share with me her idea of reality and I found it very empowering and again opened up my whole another area of interest of quantum physics and uh, taking my belief in the law of attraction and manifestation and visioning to a whole new level. And so yeah, I was talking about how I had these spiritual friends and somehow, slowly I've turned into that spiritual friend. Crystals are my friends. Nature is my church. I collect oracle cards and I'm going to tarot card reading. All these things that were just never really fit for me now make sense. Indigenous ceremony take on this whole new life within me. And I find it fascinating. And one of my motivations for coming on and wanting to share all this is because I've had a couple of people say, we don't talk about this enough. We don't talk about this aspect of health enough. Well, those are my words, but it's like connection to spirit and remembering, they call it, uh, making this reconnection. An elder friend of mine, spiritual teacher, Wed Letty Speck, would say, oh, you're just forgetting that you're connected. And I didn't really know what that meant. And I've witnessed people lately, people near and dear to my heart, have these spiritual awakenings, these openings, these rememberings. And they didn't go through the years of healing and trauma treatment and quitting and working on addictions and quitting, you know, alcohol and drugs to get there. They landed there in the middle of their trauma and their anxiety. And they've been able to have this connection spontaneously, almost seemingly spontaneously, this this gift that I'm working on, this this intuition I'm trying to develop and strengthen so I can 
support myself and be there for others. For some of my loved ones, this has just been an instantaneous awakening. And I find that so exciting because I am all about accessible ways of finding our way back to who we really are. And many times when I'm in a spiritual journey, I'm connecting to those Indigenous ancestors. And I say, why am I always connecting to the Indigenous ancestors when I know that I have all these other lineages? And the answer I received was, because this is the shortest route back for you. Only a few generations, my relatives walked in this territory, and they knew they were spirit. They remembered they were spirit, and they knew they were having this human experience. And that's the journey I'm embarking on, to more fully embody spirit, which is what was my intention going into that ceremony three years ago. And it's definitely something that I'm beginning to know and feel is that I am spirit. I've been hearing that actually since I first started working at the treatment center in 2000, actually in the end of 1999. You, we are all spirit having a human experience, and I'm just beginning at the age of 53 to know what that means. So please join me as I interview people who have so many amazing perspectives, who have had so many, you know, educational experiences that they want to share, tools that have really worked for them. We'll hear stories of things that worked for a short time and don't work anymore. There's no one answer for every person. There's lots of options. And yeah, I want to explore some of that and in that process, even share some of the things that have standed the test of time for me. Some ideas, concepts, tools that I still to this day utilize to keep me on the right path. So we're going to be learning about Groff theory, which I think is so freaking exciting. Um, Stansloff Groff. We're going to be learning about that together, which is one of those ways that I feel like I've added another layer to my therapeutic um, understanding and education. Because breathing, it comes down to breathing and breath work. And it's something that is accessible to all of us. And also, I want to talk about crystals and crystal healing and earthing, healing in nature being connected to the trees, and tapping, EFT, tapping, a tool I learned 20 years ago, and, and I appreciate and understand the power and the benefits more and more every year. And healing through sound and music, and all the tips and tricks and ways that we can feed that balance feed all four of those aspects of self in the direction of finding that balance and harmony within us. So I'm excited. I'm excited to get going with my first interviews. And let's go. I'll go on a journey to exploring that oracle within all of us. 